seventh instalment of the Reading Beyond the Lines podcast. In this episode, I'll be looking at Ellen Van Neerven's poetry collection, Throat, with a particular focus on the poem Treaty, because I think that this is such a poignant and significant uh, piece to begin with, given the historical context and the contemporary context uh, we find ourselves in here in Australia. Uh, I think that this poem is genius in its approach to a kind of self-reflexive reflection on not just the relationship of First Nations peoples with settler Australia, but also the relationship between uh, poet and reader. And I think the way that Van Neerven captures this idea that when you engage in the process of reading poems, you sign up for not only the intended meaning uh, by the poet or the I guess the purpose, if you like, of the poet in writing the poem, but also an endless exchange of um, possibilities. And I think one of the reasons I love poetry so much is that upon each reading, a poem can take on a whole raft of meanings. Um, and I think that's what's really exciting. It doesn't feel static. It feels open and... Um, it feels incredibly rich with possibility. Um, obviously, the political context of the 2023, the upcoming 2023 referendum and a voice to parliament and the ongoing debate around what should come first, a treaty or a voice, um, I, I think the context of that makes this poem even more interesting in terms of the idea of shared power um, but the way that Van Nieven captures the these ideas through a discussion of a treaty of shared power between the reader and author of Throat um, is, is really, really clever. And, you know, it, it's an invitation to the reader to open their minds not only to poetic possibility, but the possibility of a shared power between Settler Australia and... Um, First Nations peoples. Um, obviously, the idea of audience is really interesting in this poem because if you are a First Nations reader, um, your reading of this is going to be perhaps quite different to somebody who um, isn't um, of the, you know, a, a First Nations, um, a First Nations person. So. Um, in terms of the, I guess, structure of the poem, the first page, which is an invitation to sign, um, again, I think in a contemporary context, uh, addresses some social realities. And I think the purpose of this sort of self-reflexive mode is that um, addressing of contemporary social realities through the power of the written word and through the power of poetry or art. Um, the Uluru Statement from the Heart is about coexistence as well, so I think that there, there's a, a, a connection there. I'd be very interested to know what Ellen Van Nieman's thoughts are on the Uluru Statement because um, I know it has been divisive. But the, the sense of a meta-narrative occurring in this poem is quite uh, stark and the kind of, not necessarily a critique, but a questioning of 
um, university, the University of Queensland Press um, sense of ownership over the collection, I think is also worth considering. So Van Nieven's addressing the fact that um, they have engaged with a white publisher. Um, they t- they've talked about how they've engaged a white editor and what this might suggest about their, um, I guess, process, but also the fact that perhaps white Australia is still gatekeeping in terms of who gets to say what and where. So I think this is a really stark recognition of the fact that um, the, the poet has signed up for uh, an interpolation of their work through white channels. Um, I think a reading of white excellence, even though that's not um, listed as a VCAR, um, one of the VCAR selected poems for assessing, I think making sure that you study this alongside the poem White Excellence is a really good idea as well. Um, in the Vate Guide, uh, Frawley has suggested that the poem is quite Brechtian. Um, I think that's a really nice idea and worth exploring. She's also um, called it genre bending, which I would would argue. I think the interesting um, thing she also points out is that it appears halfway through the collection and that that is significant. So what, what Van Nieven's done here is um, offered us a kind of halfway point where we have read enough of their work to decide whether or not we are fully committed to reading this poetry in a way that endeavours to share the power with the poet. Um, That final question is incredibly powerful. Are you willing to enter an agreement that is incomplete and subject to change? I sort of read this as a definition of poetry in and of itself. Every time you read a poem, you are being invited to... um, engage with something that is incomplete and subject to change depending on how many times you read it. Um, You know, the fluidity of meaning that can be found uh, in poetry is one of the things that is so uh, fabulous about it. The questions throughout very much focus on the reader, um, the who, how, why. It's very probing in terms of um, reader Purpose, And I think so much of our attention as readers of poetry is about um, unpacking the purpose of the poet. So this is the opportunity for Van Nieven to then say to us, well, what is your purpose in reading this collection? Uh, its inclusion in the section whiteness is always approaching is also important. I think that putting it in this section really tells us that Uh, especially if we are a white reader, that we need to sit with that and we need to think about that and we need to understand the the power relations between ourselves and and the identity of the the poet and how that perhaps limits power in certain ways. Um, I think they're also suggesting that we have the power to enable their work. Enable is probably not the right word. Um, but to pave the way for future success of their work. And the notion that we have a white publisher and a white editor, etc. and Van Nieven's spoken about this open, openly, that it's sat with them uncomfortably in a way. Um, 
so I, I think that, you know, this is very much um, an invitation for us to think about this. When I say us as a white person, I'm, I'm talking about white people. Um, I'm going to read the poem and then make a couple of comments and then we will move on to the only black queer in the world. I don't want this to go into the pile of broken treaties. If there is a need to formalise a relationship between the parties, I'd like to do so in poetry. English is the requisite language of this treaty, but ideally the agreement would be tabled in Yugambe. Here we recognise my country was invaded, not civilised. We recognised my sovereignty and agree that I exist independently of the Australian government and I am capable of emerging into agreements without government intervention. I'm not sure whom I'm entering into this agreement with. Are you white fella, black fella or a fella of another colour? Whose country do you belong to and whose do you occupy? What is our relationship with each other? What are our expectations of each other? Does this treaty cover the time you spend with this book or does it go further? What of UQP's claim? Does the fact that I have entered into an agreement with a non-Indigenous-owned press complicate this treaty? What about the non-Munanjali Yugambe people employed in the production of this book? Does their involvement allow them a share? Who is the custodian of this book? How do we coexist on this page? How can we reimagine custodianship? Is this an agreement or a series of unanswered questions? Are you willing to enter an agreement that is incomplete and subject to change? So here we have um, many, many questions. Um, Van Nieuwen starts with um, a couple of statements about their um, wants and needs in putting forward this, these ideas and offering this opportunity for a treaty of shared power between reader and author. Um, through the pronoun I, we get a really clear sense of what they want and what they need. Um, and the fact that they are going to use poetry as a mode for that. Um, the second statement there is about language and English being a colonising force um, is, uh, you know, I guess brought into question here because they are saying that they would like this um, agreement ideally written in the Yagambe language um, and the fact that it is in English, the suggestion here is, um, you know, just even in the form of the poem, there is a kind of acquiescence to a colonising force that Van Nieuwen would prefer to be otherwise. Um, we shift in that third section to uh, a use of we pronouns in the first couple of statements um, and the we becomes central to what reader and author recognise in signing this agreement um, and I think, importantly, it starts with a recognition of what um, Van Nieuwen would like the reader to understand about their country and the way that their country was invaded in, in, an, in a violent manner. But then the second statement is also about how that they agree, they, they, they would like us as readers to agree that their personal 
um, existence is dictated by sovereignty um, and um, the fact that their existence and their sovereignty exists outside of agreements with the government. Um, So I like the suggestion here that there's potential for um, treaty through artwork and also agreements um, can be... uh, We can come to agreements through a shared experience of art rather than something documented by government. Um, We then shift into a couple of statements or one statement about um, their lack of certainty about who um, they are uh, um, entering into an agreement with. And I think this is where audience and acknowledgement of a shift in meaning depending on audience is really important. So how audiences interpret this will depend on who they are, whose country they belong to and whose country they occupy. Um, So this notion of belonging in comparison to occupation speaks to, I think, the final um, questions which are about custodianship, uh, which are on page 62 at the end of the poem. Um, So the difference between belonging to country um, and occupying country and how that informs the way you might read Van Nieuwen's poems um, is, again, uh, going to underpin audience reception. I really, really like the way um, Van Nieuwen shifts the focus in our reading of this poem from thinking about poet intention to actually um, thinking about audience intention and audience identity.